All right, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Times of Outdoors podcast. We're going to continue with the deer recaps. Today, we're actually going to do two podcasts. We're going to do a deer recap, keep that short, like I said before, and then uh, we'll end that one and we'll jump right into the other podcasts that might end up running longer. But today, we're going to talk to Nico Tanti about his bullshit deer season last year. Uh, I, I'm trying to think, and I don't, I can't even remember. Like I was trying to think earlier, I'm like, was the season bullshit or was it good? So I'm actually excited to sit and listen to him tell it because I completely forgot how his went. Um, we'll call it know, the season of missed opportunity. Yeah. Okay. Drastic. Missed All right. So, so that's what we're doing. We're going to get into it and I'll let Nico do the talking. He's going to recap his uh, 2022 whitetail deer season. Well, we're going to keep it kind of short. Take it away, Nico. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> most most of the early season stuff we talked about in other podcasts, like the Ohio Buck, we talked about. Yeah, we podcasts, did. But um, even the Missouri trip, of course, we talked about that. But um, basically, to put it in a hole, Ohio, late September, first morning in a saddle of the year, a piece of ground I never hunted before. Four bucks walked in. Two of them were over 120. One of them I'm putting over 150. Had him at. I don't remember the yardage now, but under 15 yards, perfect quarter and away, and I fucking choked royally. Fucked the shot up, hit him too low, watched him walk away, threw up, uh, tried to jump out of the tree, but tethers are very safe, and they wouldn't let me. And then uh, Scott saw him alive the next day. <clears throat> At least we're 99% sure. If it wasn't him, he has a perfect twin. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have really, really good footage of both deer in frame by frame. and. If that's not the same buck, then he's right. got it. You just it never identity. can see like that lower third of his body to make sure it's yeah. actually him. But um, so that happened. That sucked. <clears throat> Hunted Michigan. Uh, there was a beautiful nine point. I called him split brow. He was 11 points, but he was a mainframe nine with double split brow. I chased him around all year. Um, I think he got shot opening day at gun season. But uh, I saw him a bunch. Saw him, had him in bow range one time. Never got to kill him. Helped the old man that hunts out there. He shot a, a cool two-and-a-half-year-old buck, but he decoyed it in. It came right to his decoy, shot with his crossbow. This was his first good buck in a bunch of years. Cool old dude. So that was awesome to be a part of that. I helped him. I gutted it for him and all that shit. That was sweet. Um, Missouri got to full draw on uh, 120s. I don't know what that was. Hunter, I got to draw on Hunter, Hunter just left, yeah. Here you go. He set him up. <laughs> couldn't stop him saw a couple other good bucks saw the biggest buck i've ever seen in the woods it was a mainframe eight i don't know you remember that deer john what do you think pushing 160 you're talking the the missouri yeah that that, that he, first one i saw in public land he was high mid to high 150s at least bro as just an eight point he was unbelievable was massive massive dude he got pressured very probably, hard 60 yards he was super spooky the whole time i snort wheezed it back to me twice um that deer was fucking unreal man but and then that place got bombarded with hunters and i moved around didn't kill anything in missouri went back to ohio in late november after our gun season right before theirs and uh i saw a shitload of deer it was awesome it was awesome hunting but uh no shooter bucks and then hunted michigan gun never really saw shit Hey, Hunter's here. Hey. 
And then uh, Haunted Michigan Gun, and I shot a fawn, essentially, on uh, January 1st to wrap it up the outdoor season. So I was hunting for a doe. Had one come in. She blew at me one time, and I said, well, fuck you, then, and I shot it. So that was that. That was my failed opportunity, 22 season. I'm going to keep drinking this to get over it. So you punched one tag? I punched one. I was with the wife. She shot another one um, with a gun. So that's it. We only got two deer in the freezer this year, and we are already out of steaks. So, yeah. oh wow, I'll be killing a, a lot of walleye. I'll be surviving on fish <laughs> this year. That's right yeah. around the corner. Yeah, I've already yeah, talked to my dad to put the boat in the water. That's why I couldn't remember your season because it wasn't very memorable. No, it hurt a lot. <laughs> it hurt a lot. It still Start hurts quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, that was it, man. I uh, I, I just fucked up. Realistically, I'm, if, I, if that Ohio buck dies, that's the greatest season I've ever had because it's the biggest deer I've ever killed. <clears throat> um, so not killing him sucked. And then Missouri, I just couldn't get him to stop. I saw, I saw so many deer on that Missouri hunt. Dude, you, you hunt. and you and you and Steve on the chat were like. I'm actually glad that nowhere I went had service because by the time I would get service and I would get all your guys' effect, I'm like, if I was sitting in the tree reading all this, I'd be so irritated because you guys were just, it was all day, every day. Oh, there's another one. It's coming your way. Oh, there's another one. It's coming your way. Like all day. Yeah. For the people that don't remember, you guys were. Yeah. We, we got lucky. We landed a piece of private. It wasn't very big and it wasn't the best piece, but it butted up to some good shit. And when the rut, there was like two or three days there during that week we were in Missouri that the rut got hot. Um, it was fucking awesome. It just took us that many days to really figure out where we needed to be. Scott's getting fucked with the firehouse right now. <laughs> oh, he missed it. <laughs> I was getting a nipple slip. <laughs> was it hammer tits? No, it was uh, uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah, that was um, uh, that was it for me. Any questions? Yeah. Concerns? Yeah, dude, we had questions. I'm looking at them now. There was a bunch of people that asked us questions. Uh, Deers and beers wanted to know how many beers is acceptable after killing a buck. Which that's like limit. Yeah, it depends on what you're drinking. I think. I feel like that's a silly question. I feel. I think until you don't uh, wake up. Yeah, I think. I think bush light. I think yeah, it's acceptable to drink unlimited. But like All right, so Michelob Ultras, maybe, maybe three or four. All the beers. I know in in Canada when my dad shot his bear, we drink we drink <laughs> unlimited tequila and both threw up. And what is going on with Hunter? Yeah, he can't. For those of you, if, if you're listening, and you're it. not watching. If you're watching, you're not watching. And you're listening. <laughs> Hunter's face just keeps popping up in weird ways on his screen. Um, hey. another question. If you, if you know a tree stand is good and you've had prior success, but it recently has gone cold, do you stay hopeful and keep hunting or do you move stand locations? Well, <laughs> um, I can't even focus uh, on this here. What? Yeah. Fucking Hunter. Read the question. Uh, that's, again. That's, that's hard to say. Do I stay hopeful on a good stand that you know it's a good stand? But John, I know your aunt. I'll tell you what John's answer is. Yeah, me too. John's staying till the bitter end, bro. He <laughs> said, it, leave it. Just, based, just based on our Missouri hunt, man, you you, you stuck it out. 
all week in that in that area, at but least thing, that area. The thing is, is yeah, that uh, I stayed in the area. But the thing is, is if it depends on what you mean by hopeful, like you know, it's a good stand. I knew that where I was, where Nico and I went and scouted and found mm-hmm. deer. I went in there and saw two of the biggest bucks I've ever seen in my entire life, and I saw them every single day. So yeah, that's how I knew it was good. I didn't couldn't close it. Oh yeah. So. If you're saying, I guess, like, I guess it never went cold. Yeah, it never really went cold. So if it, I wouldn't say that it went cold, I would say if you're saying that, oh, this is a good stand because six years ago my dad shot a 130 inch 10 point out here. <laughs> like maybe, maybe we reassess the habits of the, of that stand. Like it depends on what you're defining a good. If you know it's a good stand, I knew where I was yeah. was good, so I stayed there. It was stupid. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a good way to put it, John, because you do get a lot of the guys that are like, oh, I've been hunting this stand since 1987. Right. I've shot three I mean, bucks out of it. But yeah, if you sit there fucking long enough, eventually yeah, you'll kill yeah, one out of it. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I say, I probably sat in the same stand for 15 years before I like started doing different things. Yeah, uh, like you know, in Michigan, I have... Stand I went, yeah, we all do that. We all have our stands that we hunt. Like They're right. always there. They're in good spots because it's a small chunk of private. But I don't live right. in those trees. Like if if the buck's over there, I'm gonna go over there. Yeah. If I if I had a if I had to take a pick right now based off of of dope, right? Like dope data on previous engagements. I, if I had to dope all my stands, I know exactly where I would sit opening day, just doing zero scouting because of the history. Sure. But throughout the yeah. season, that changes. You know, that's when you saddle hunt or climber hunt or rehang sits right in the middle the season and you you try to close the distance on it the, the the spots that i would choose and say that are good spots are overlooking something that i can find better deer and find out well they're they're doing <clears throat> this this year i can observe more stuff just right off the rip beginning of the year so i, I wouldn't i and i'm not going to abandon those ever because if i if push comes to shove and i'm at a a loss in my jackson property if i'm just completely have nothing to do i'm going to sit that that stand that one tree stand and just get a re uh a reassessment of what my me, properties are me and hunter talked about it in the last one because we we answered the same question but i'm i'm uh i'm i'm a bounce around i bounce around probably quicker than some other people would like i'll sit like when we're on our missouri public land hunts when we're doing these hunts where we're you know <laughs> Did John just kick his kid? I didn't. That was, yeah, was a joke. Is- that was a joke. <laughs> when, we're doing, when we're doing these uh, public land hunts in areas that we've never been or only been one other time, I'm usually giving it like two or three sits. Uh, and, the, and if I give it three, it's because I didn't want to move it in the dark. So I gave it the next morning or whatever it might be. But I definitely, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I mean, my track record since I've started hunting this way and being more mobile, it's not terrible. I've only killed two good bucks, but I've put myself in front of a lot of good bucks and just missed the opportunities. So I I feel like that has to play a factor into it. If you're seeing those bucks, then you're doing something right. You're just not, you know, closing that deal. So I guess to move around a lot more. To summarize that question, I think long-term stands if you're in michigan you got like the steve ranella old deer stand guy yeah you don't abandon it because it does have history there's a reason that you're seeing deer shooting deer out of that stand i would never abandon it 
they take it down or whatever, you know, it's a whole deer stand. But short term, some of these hunts that we do, you know, hang and sits and do all that stuff. I think the two, depending on the time that you're allowed, like if you got a 10, 10 day thing, I would say, I would say 20%. Like you saw a nice buck, 20% of the time that you're allowed, sit there without seeing yeah. deer. So a 10 day sit would be like two days. Give it two days. Yeah. Uh, next question. Um, any hangups with the saddle hunts this year? And what was the hottest temperature you guys sat in? So it's a two-part question from Tom Brill, 664. The hottest weather? So any, hang up, any hang-ups with the saddle hunts? No pun intended. Uh, huh. And uh, what is the hottest temp that you sat? Well, I guess it would have been, the, what was the hottest day in Missouri? It yeah, we had some warm weather there. Yeah, I think it was like 80-something, right? Uh, one day it was... The mid high noon yeah. was like eighty eighty one. That was the hottest I did. And nothing memorable to say with the hang ups on that. The thing that I <clears throat> I got it to me the only thing that would be hung up would be my lack of packing like my easy cut trimmer or something to cut the branches out. Because I'm like I went we had a, a guy come up and he wanted to just to hunt, just to sit and hunt. And we wanted to hunt this little area. He didn't care if it was a doe, whatever. I was going to put him into a spot where he could, where we'd be able to see even just a doe. But I've never even thought to hunt that with a saddle. So all of the trees were either like super well like curved or too many branches to where I could even get up. We're just gonna double sit, which I—that's something that I probably, with preparation, could have hung like a tree stand or, or a ladder stand. I could have got up there, but not really accessible. Spur of the moment, just drop of the hat, saddle hunt. Couldn't do it, which I didn't think was possible. But there's been those times. It's like there's no way that I can hunt climber or saddle hunt this spot. So we ended up sitting on the ground. But I think that's the only thing, and that's just lack of preparation on my end. Nico, you got any hangouts with your saddle? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I learned that if you are fat and short like me, you got to pay attention to the length of your aider to your step because it might be good when you're in the backyard. That's all good and dandy. But when it gets cold as shit and you got the big <laughs> boots and big bibs on, you lose a little mobility. <laughs> yeah. And you find yourself trying to pull yourself up the tree, but you're fucking all marshmallowed out. So um, I learned that. That was fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Using an aider is a learning curve. The eight, I love the aider, but I've, I don't know if everybody's done this or not on this group yet, but I'm on hardcore on four sticks and a one-step aider at the bottom. Plenty high. Mm-hmm. More than, like, a lot of times I don't even use my fourth stick, but it is nice to have it for some of them bare trees where I want to get up there. I haven't switched to the one-step aider. I want to get that one you got, but um, I have the five-step aider, but I only really use two of the steps. Which, Which I probably, probably could get option. a, and I probably am, am. If you compared it to your one stepper, I bet it's probably it's very similar in in the height that I'm getting. Um, but yeah, four sticks is is the, that's the key. I didn't have yeah. any hangups with, with the saddle this year. I mean, John said John. Preparation with the saddle, like it's just because 
we've all hunted a different way our whole lives. And like, we're only, we've only been saddle hunting for like, I started four years ago now. You guys really just started two years, like two years ago, Nico, two years, two years ago, three, three years, in the two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And then John got into it a little bit later than us. So it's like, even, even after four years, I'm still learning like how I like things set up and like, I changed some stuff up and now I got a, I got that new pack from Tether and I, I still haven't set it all up yet. I, I don't know yeah. how, how I'm going to run that, but. That's part of it too. Definitely. Like you've, we've been doing it for three, four years and we change our setup every season. So we haven't got yeah. to really keep rocking with it yet. It's funny though. Cause it sounds annoying. Like I've talked to people about it and they're like, well, that sounds like a lot of work to me. It's fun. Like I like that part. I, I like the, like the customing customization and shit like that. Well, yeah, because every but, time we um, do it, we change it because it's better. Yeah, we find a we find a way to improve the system, so we're not doing it out of hassle. Uh, one more question. We'll get to this this user that stalks our page, Starlight Outdoors. This guy's got all kinds of questions. Why does my ozone machine work? So creepy. Why does my ozone machine work? Why does Tyler hate milkweed so much? Are beavers really that dangerous? Why do firefighters complain so much? Does Scott really drink whiskey like a pelican? <laughs> uh, Scott drinks sure whiskey a, like a pelican? What the, the last one is a yes. He, fucking, he drinks everything like a pelican. What does that mean? When he drinks, and hold on, I'll, I'll give an example. When he drinks something. Oh, he puts it in the bottom of his gullet? He holds his head like this and talks with it in his mouth. He holds it in his mouth and talks. And so he goes, Drinking. <laughs> We're all flawed in some way, shape, or form. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> and yes, beavers uh, are super dangerous. The John just right, pours less on wine. Don't worry about what I'm doing here. I'm trying to watch him not be a fat boy. <laughs> Wait, is that uh, no. is that is it at least like Fort Guys, Street? No, it's Fort Street wine. Yeah, for sure it is. It's a Cabernet. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's it let's wrap up Nico's deer cap uh, deer recap. Kevin is so wow. young. Barefoot. It's barefoot. Three dollar bottle. I can't afford it, man. <laughs> oh I'm trying not to God. drink. Oh, there was. I'm trying not to drink three hundred bush lights. All right, because then that's how you get there, fat. There was a question from uh, the OKS hunter. He wants to know who's doing shots of malort. Malort. What is that? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Malort. M a m a l o r t. M e r l o t. Merlot. No, M A L O R T, Malort. I think it's a Chicago thing. It's a Wisconsin thing for sure, because that's where they're from. Somebody Google. Go that. on that. Go on that. Yeah. I think it's like a nasty, like something gross. What? Like a five o'clock vodka or something. It's a liquor, very Chicago. It's made in Chicago. That's yeah. Oh, I've, I've heard seen this shit before. Uh, I'm not drinking it. No, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like we should get some now and we had to try it. <laughs> Jepson's Malort tastes something between fiery death and herbal gasoline extricated <laughs> fruitness. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> good that. That's for the okayest hunter for sure. Who, by All the way, right, that dude has taken his page, it just fucking exploded it. Oh, dude, his page is he's hilarious. He's so quick guy. with the. He's yeah. so I don't quick, even understand dude. How he like so quick dude, with the, 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 
Yeah, yeah. His page is really funny off. It's cool. for him. I wish you guys he could just funny. see what I just saw. It'll change it, man. What'd you see? What'd you see? What are you doing? Oh, I want to know what it is. <laughs> just came screaming out of the bathroom butt ass naked. <laughs> I saw that in the locker room at the gym today, except the guy was about 94. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's a little different. That, you know, that, that, I think I mean, that's a good of... note to wrap up your, uh, your jersey season on. <laughs> well, I saw a 25 minute. It was about right, as well, exciting uh, as an old man's nut sack in the gymnasium. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we got to still do uh, John's, mine, and uh, I want to do one with Steve and Tyler. Um, so we got more for the deer recaps coming, but. This is it for Nico. Okay, thanks. It's, uh... All right. As always, this episode of the podcast was brought to you by Easy Cut Products. Like I've said before, we don't go into the deer woods without our Easy Cut. Wild Saw and our ratcheting pruners, they have a ton of other stuff. Check them out, easycutproducts.com. We hope you liked this episode. If you did, like it, share it, tell your friends about it, tell your mom about it. We love you. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.